Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Salakata back on the fan going till 5 a.m. We'll have Taylor Mathis, hottest picks in the game, coming up at 3 a.m. Go over the board of some props, some game picks that she likes uh, in a few, uh, not in a few, in a little bit, about 50 minutes or so from now. Your calls until then, 877-337-6666. Really is fascinating to see how the Mets are going to try to build this ball club back up. Who would ever think that a 101-win team would be in such a predicament that you have no idea what the hell they're going to be next year? Season went up in flames, never able to recover. Jimmy is calling from Jersey City. What's up, Jimmy? My man, Sal, I can fix that for you. I'll give you LeMayu and Hicks for McNeil. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you wish, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, I would wish. Hey, Sal, like you said a couple times, uh, not tonight, but uh, see, Mr. Judge, you got to match this guy Alvarez from Houston. He's got like, what, eight Aubrey guys already in the first two games? Oh, man, a big three-run homer and then a big two-run homer. Alvarez has been a beast for the Strohs in these need, two games. We need Judge to be a beast. He's got to start, I don't care, home runs, doubles, whatever, knock runs. Got to start knocking some runs in. No 0 for, th- no 0 for 4, 0 for 3 with strikeouts and all that. Oh, it's you one game. It's just one game. I'm curious to see how the Yankee lineup does today, Jimmy, against the ace Bieber. I mean, they're going to be tested here, maybe you know more so than you know than any other series. I know Verlander's an ace too, but Bieber is a top guy. He's in his prime. There's going to be a good test for this Yankee lineup to see if they can get through to him. And if they can, I think it does bode well the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, but like you said earlier, that lineup, Cortez is either lefty. Most most of their good hitters are all lefty, so he should shut them down and then hold it hold it close right there. Yeah, but, I uh, think the Yankees are going to sweep. Matter of fact, I should have bet that. I bet them to win the series, but I don't know why I didn't pick exact games. Everybody's well, picking four. It's too obvious. I'm going to I'm going to go sweep. I think the Yanks well, will sweep them. Well, well, the baseball guards want the Yankees and the Astros. They're not going to have the Astros sweep and be sitting around waiting for the Yankees. The Yankees going to have to have to have the Yankees sweep automatically also. If yeah. they want to have that series. Well, but we'll I, see. Look for Cabrera to be the big hero today. Yeah, I mean, Cabrera, who I think faced Bieber. I heard yeah. CeeLo mention this on SNY. He faced Bieber uh, in the minors. And uh, I want to say, uh, I think he said he hit a home run off him. But anyway, he faced him in the minors. And there's not a lot of other guys who have been familiar with Bieber. So that might be an advantage. And I do worry, Jimmy, about the afternoon crowd 
at Yankee Stadium. It's not going to be the same intimidating atmosphere that we're used to. Yeah, we won't get no we won't get no night show tomorrow night. Yeah, people be (laughs) yeah right. People be rowdy at night. You know how that is, and yeah, no more light show. Can't do that in the daytime. Hey Sal, did you get did you get to watch a glimpse of my boy Simmons last night? I did not. And did you hear me yesterday? Yeah. Did you hear me yesterday saying that I actually feel bad for yeah, for Simmons? I heard, yeah, and I don't want to now, say that too loudly. I don't want my boss to hear that. I know you know now, being the Sixers fan. He's gonna be a stud, man. That guy is good. Yeah, he can't score. He can't shoot. But on this team, he doesn't have we to. We don't need. We don't right. need him doing Sal. We got we got we got Sal. We got Curry. You got Harris. You got Durant. You got Claxton. Kyrie, you got Irving. Yeah. No, we go. We got Mills. We don't need him. Just people. He, he is phenomenal. I'm be- I'm oddly intrigued by the Nets because it fell apart completely. We all thought it was over until it wasn't, and now the I band think, is back I think, together. I think this whole summer thing was all set up. I think that was all set up. The way they said they weren't coming to play this, and I think that was all done on purpose or whatever. But uh, Sal, I'll tell you, your, your lady friend that's coming up, the Bennett girl, she better not go against the Dolphins this week. And who's starting? Who's starting at quarterback? The third stringer. He's going to be in it today. Ah, uh, uh, it's good because uh, like McDaniel Command said, listen, you got a week. Last week he didn't he, he he doesn't he didn't get any snaps with the first team when he was thrown in there. He never plays with the first team. He's always the Bridgewater and Tua. But now this week he got all the first string snaps and all that with the first team first team players. Uh, hey Sal, there's a little trend I want you to follow. Like the Dolphins, right? They were three and one last week. The Jets were uh, what uh, uh, two and two, two and two, right? Mm-hmm. When a team goes into that team's house, the Dolphins came out three and two. The Jets finished three and two. Now Minnesota's coming in four and one. The Dolphins are three and two. Now you're gonna have Minnesota leave four and two. The Dolphins go to four and two. That's a trend I want you to follow. When you see things like that. That's the way you gamble. That's the way. It's a trust me that comes to you. Yeah, I, used to I be a good am, handicapper back in my day. I but, would not. I would not be surprised, Jimmy. And good luck to your Dolphins and your Yankees. Okay. And we appreciate the call. I would not be surprised if Miami won that game. Plus, Minnesota stinks. They're so up and down. They're so inconsistent. That game, for whatever reason, you know, there are teams that you just never get right when you're betting on them ever. Both the Vikings and the Dolphins have been those teams for me throughout the course of my life. For whatever reason, it feels like any time I picked either way, for or against Miami, for or against Minnesota, no matter what, I could never get them right. So the fact that they're playing each other, I would never touch that. Now, I got to admit, I haven't been gambling a lot this year, but I did bet Monday Night Football, the over, And it was fun, and I hit. And then I did bet Washington last night, and it was less fun, but I did hit. I'm starting to get the itch again. I got to be careful here. I don't want to get down. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I got the Yankees to win the American League, and I got the Yankees for the series, and I feel confident about that. If the Yankees win the American League, I may cash out. I'm going to be up over two grand. And this is all because I started betting against the Braves. I didn't do anything prior to that. I wanted to bet against the, or not, excuse me, shouldn't say against, bet on the Braves in hopes of jinxing them. Meanwhile, I was up big because they wouldn't friggin' lose. Christopher's calling from Jackson Heights. What's up, Christopher? Ah, oh, man, I'm still a little moody about the whole Mets postseason. I'm still, I'm still a little upset. 
this this weather is exactly how I feel, man. It's just it's pouring right now. I even I spoke to a Yankee fan uh, yesterday, and they're gloating about being in the playoffs and twenty seven dead, twenty seven dead. And I'm like, oh, I gotta hear this now. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. crazy. And actually, what you were talking about with the Braves, uh, honestly, uh, going into the playoffs, I thought the Phillies were were a bit hot. So I I feel like they're gonna win that series. But if I had to pick a team, I ain't gonna pick no NL East team. I'm probably going to pick the Padres winning it all. It's the only team I could root for, actually. It's crazy. The team that, that that took out the Mets is the team I'm, I'm probably going to root for to win the World Series. I could I'm not under, rooting for the Yankees. I could understand. You can't root for the Dodgers. You're obviously not rooting nope. for the Phillies or the Braves. I nope. could understand nope. why you're not going to root for the Yankees. The Astros, who wants to root for them? Oh, so you got Cleveland, it's Seattle, or San Diego. San Diego. I'm going with San Diego. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't blame you. Do it. <laughs> Although, uh, did you go to any games at City Field? Playoffs? Uh, for the playoffs? Yeah. I did not. So if you I saw... Not, but if I watched you, every single game. I, I saw every game. No, I got you. And the only, reason why, the only reason why I was bringing it up is because if you saw the Padres fans on hand like I did and saw some of them getting chirpy, a little harder to root for them because I saw it firsthand. But I get why. I mean, fans are fans. No, we, we, we'd probably be chirpy, too, if we were, you know, blowing them out. I mean, absolutely. That's how, that's how the but, game goes. Absolutely. But think about it. The the Padres fans that I saw that were taunting the Mets fans, I don't want them to be happy. So, And I know <laughs> I know that if the Padres win, they're going to be happy. So screw them. I'd, I'd rather go with Seattle or Cleveland. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've been rooting for the Mets for quite some time. And uh, this is the first time that I can recall where – it's it's a hot mess when it comes to the free agency. Like Epler has has some work to do, and you know I'm I'm rooting for him. And be, I mean he's our he's our GM. Uh, what else are we gonna do? Are we gonna go negative on him? So it's like like I'm looking at the free agency class besides the Met players um, as far as who could be brought into the into the club. Um, there's some players that are noticeable. Uh, JD Martinez. I know we spoke, uh, the Mets had spoken yeah, about him. Yeah, he's when washed the deadline. Yeah, it's it's like I'm looking at the list. Anybody that pops, so JD Martinez, Josh Bell, yeah, Trey Turner would be a nice option. But again, if we're looking for somebody with pop, probably not. Uh, Drury is another one that's available, and the one that looks potentially could come to the Mets, and I might be butchering his name, uh, Xander Bogart. Xander Bogart, yeah, Xander Bogart. He might be the best option because if I'm reading it right, he could play. He he can play third base and outfield, and I still like Escobar. I'm still a fan of his. Uh, Me and too. as far as pitching, as far as pitching, that's the tough one because I don't see nobody. All I see is is is, is Met players or former Met players. <laughs> yeah, now. right. It's I, I I see nobody else. You see like, the it's, you it's see the Mets rotation look. outside of Max Scherzer is the entire Mets rotation. Yeah, I, and. If I had to pick, I want Walker over Carrasco. Well, me. I mean, I, I just don't know. You know, Verlander's out there as well. I don't know. No, no, no. Yeah, we're talking about we now. We're talking about picking players that are that are on the age list. We already got Scherzer. All right, I'm and with you. We are, and we already know with the Grom. I want him back, but again, now it comes down to history, to to his injury stuff, and and I want him back. And it all depends on his decision. It all comes out to him. And what you were saying previously to other callers and, and, and to your staff, how much are you willing to spend on one player or two players when it comes to the pitching? Because if you do waste all your money on just two players, 
then what are you going to do with the rest of the team? This is the first time. Like, half of the team is going in Nemo. I want him back. I like him. Yeah, I, like I, I get it. But then it's if you're bringing everybody back, you're hoping for the same result. And they need to get better. I, look, it's a tough thing, Chris. And thank you for the call. I appreciate you checking in. I need to see. First, let's see how the season, the rest of the playoffs play out here. And then once officially free agency begins, you know, maybe get a better sense. And we have to hear from the Mets at some point soon. Uh, you know, you get the feeling the Mets are going to be speaking sometime soon to wrap up the season. I mean, they have to. It's time that we hear from Billy Epler and, you know, some of the other guys. I don't know if they go in there and clean out the lockers, but I want to hear from Epler and, and Buck again, you know, days after the fact, not hours or minutes after the fact. I want to hear from them after they had some time to digest it and think about it and talk some things through. You know that they've been talking about it after a few days off, probably get back together, talk about a plan now for the offseason. How are they going to get better? So I want to hear from those guys, and I would expect that at some point we'll, we will. Um, but when you get a feel for what's going to happen with DeGrom, I think only from there, then you can start to piece the rest of the stuff together. There's a bunch of free agents. Do anybody, you know, is there any top name, big name guys that pop? No. No, we, you mentioned it. I mean, you know, un- unfortunately, a couple of them are shortstops, and the Mets already have a shortstop. They'd have to be moving some of these guys. And I don't know if that's going to be the case. I know Lindor's not moving off a short. I mean, there are some possibilities, but I just don't know. You know, cost is going to be an issue for sure, only because of the amount of holes that the Mets have to fill. And if they do, in fact, bring back Jacob DeGrom, now you're talking about $90 million in the top two pitchers that are past their problem. I don't know if that's going to be the way that they're going to try to go about it. Knowing Epler and how he's operated so far, I do think that's probably the safe bet, though. I mean, right? He's shown that they care about pitching. Antonio is from Manhattan, New York. What's up, Antonio? What's up? How you doing, Miles? Everything going? Yeah, not bad. Cool, cool. I want to talk about the Mets. I think I know what they need to do. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. It's exact. You touch on it a little bit, but I'm going to give you the details. But first, real quick, on, on the Braves, did, did you see? I don't know if you were able to watch the, the Wheeler game. You saw how he lost. That was, like, really bad. The defense with the, with the Phillies, with the Hoskins. I did not see. I was watching the beginning wow. of that game, but I missed that part. Phillies played bad that defense, was like, typical, yeah. The, he had the Braves, on the, the Braves on the ropes, man. And basically, the defense, the Phillies, they're, they're bad defensively. Yeah. And then um, I was watching also very briefly, I was watching the, um, uh, the Dodger-Padre game. I remember uh, the pregame, A-Rod was saying, and, and company, they were saying, like, you know what, the Padres, man, they, see, they don't seem to have the same confidence that they have with the Mets. I'm going like, yeah, uh, you, really? They like, do, are you going to tell me that that we don't see that? Of course, they're not going to have the same confidence right. that they have with the Mets because they beat up on the Mets during the season, man. Right? So, yeah. you know, that's, that, 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 you know, that was basically the reason. Well, the, you know? I mean, but, uh, anyway. forget about the Mets. The Dodgers are the best team in baseball. The Dodgers have owned them. They were, what, 21 games better? Of course, A-Rod. Of course they're not going to have the same confidence. You're right. Regardless of what but, happened yeah, with but, the Mets series in regular season. You can season. see it, though. You can see it in their faces. Like, they don't have – with the Mets, you can tell, man. They were intense. They had this fire. Uh, you know, you, you can tell that they were, like, really confident. I, I don't see that in their faces with the Dodgers. But but at any rate, so uh, I just want to basically I think you touch you touch on basically what the Mets really need to do. And I think look, this is my priority list, and I'm gonna tell you the big guy that they need to get. But uh, but again, my priority list is this: Diaz, Nemo, Walker, 
Christian Vasquez, and then Lugo. Those are the guys I need to get. But then I'm going to make the big trade for Otani, and this is who I'm trading for him. Arborist, Beatty, I'll give him a choice of McGill or Peterson or Vientos uh, and some other prospect. And, and look at this. This is why I think the Mets can trade for him. First of all, the Angels, they're in a transition right now with, with, with ownership. I think, you know, like the, the owner, you know, he's going to mm-hmm. sell the team. You know, so that, that's a good thing for the Mets. And also look at the trade that the Mets made for Lindor. Uh, they traded uh, Jimenez and they traded Rosario, and that trade actually worked. So now the Mets, the Mets have a track record where basically, you know, where their their prospects are really, you know, good. To uh, you know, and well, and it depends I think that the, will help. Them. It depends if the Angels like it. I mean, maybe that should be the you look at that and say, hey, we traded or then, they traded the superstar, and they got two, you know, one All Star back in Jimenez. That, not only that, Sal. Not only that, you basically you you basically filling two spots with Otani. Your second starter that you mentioned previously, and also your DH man. This guy, he fills two spots for you. I don't so, think so the that's Mets. What he'll do. I don't Look, think that. Yeah, but why not just it, wait? Why, why not just wait until you he's a free agent it. at the end of the year? You had yo. You have to do it. You, you they're not giving up Alvarez and Beatty. They're not doing it. They're not. They're not going to no, give no, up. They have to do it. They have to do it because this guy, he fills two spots for you. And the Grom, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, you but so so does like Beatty. Said, so does Beatty and Alvarez fill two spots. Yeah, yeah, but but the thing is, this guy, he's he's a he's a he's a top line starter. Right, but then, why again, not get? Why not hitter. wait? Those why guys, not wait till he's a free agent? You, the Mets didn't even want to trade a uh, one prospect for somebody at the deadline that could help them win a World Series. You think they're going to trade Alvarez and Beatty plus to get Otani? That thing that they, they is look, you have to do it because, like you said, that would change the dynamic of the team. You're bringing in a you know superstar, a guy basically doesn't again. He's gonna basically be be your main guy. Look, I I, I love Alonzo, and I think you know like, he should get he should get they should they should sign him long term because I think look, he's my favorite player, and I think basically they need to sign him. As far as McNeil, look, he, 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 you know, oh, I get he's, he's, Antonio, he's I get all that. We're, you know, you don't need to go around the team here. We're talking about you talk brought up a trade, and I thought you brought up some good points about how you would build the team. That's fine, but you, they're not gonna trade Alvarez and Beatty plus for Otani when he's gonna be a free agent at the end of next season. Why not just sign him for no for nothing but money? Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, I, I, but I think, you know, again, you know, like you're saying, I, I think, you know, you don't know once a guy goes to free agent, you don't know exactly, you know, what that dynamics are going to be. At that right. You also don't so know I if think, he wants you know, to. You want to secure you, him now. You, right, but my point is, and thanks for the call, Antonio, I think you have an interesting philosophy there. And, you know, it's some good thought and some good names that you brought up. Uh, look, I do think the Mets are going to be interested in Otani. I don't think you're off there. They're not giving up Alvarez and Beatty to get him. Alvarez and Beatty are going to be mainstays for the Mets next season. Simple as that. They're going to be in, if not everyday players, they're going to be up with the big league club and be impactful players. And I would venture to say that likely they will be everyday players. Now, I don't know about the clock and all that stuff and what the impact was with those guys coming up this year. I'm not sure how exactly that works. And Alvarez has some seasoning to do as far as defensively before they could come up and name him their everyday catcher. Maybe it's a situation where they have Tomas Nito or James McCann still on the roster. And although I don't think McCann is going to be back, the fact that he didn't play in the postseason, how could you bring him back then for what? That was a disastrous signing. But let's say McCann's gone. They have Tomas Nito and they have Alvarez being the backup catcher slash DH. So at least his bat is in there every day, and he's learning how to catch, and he's going to get some time catching. That might be a realistic scenario. And Beatty's going to probably play third. And maybe they have Beatty play third, and they have Escobar 
more of a bench player slash DH? I'm not sure. Maybe they look to move Escobar. They're not trading Beatty or Alvarez. I mean, I think it's pretty clear what the Mets' intentions are. If they didn't make any big moves at the trade deadline because they were gun-shy because of the Pete Crow Armstrong trade the year before and they want to build the farm system up, I have a hard time thinking that they're going to give up those players. Now, maybe Otani is a different story, but this is not Juan Soto. Juan Soto still had years of control this year and then, you know, this season and then I believe two more after that. Otani's just got this year of control. It shouldn't cost that much more. Or, excuse me, it shouldn't cost that much because he's a free agent. If you're the Mets, you can't give up Alvarez and Beatty for Otani. Now, I'm not saying you're going to steal him for Vientos and lower-level guys, but they, they can't. you cannot be giving up that many players for Otani when he's a free agent at the end of the year. Either way, there's many, many ways to do it. The obvious ones are, oh, go sign Judge or... Yeah, Otani, maybe the Mets are going to look in different ways. I'm sure they've explored every single option. I don't know. I'm looking forward to hearing from Billy Epler and Buck Showalter. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. We will talk to Taylor Mathis, who is a host for Superbook and does all the, you know, we have her on every week with the hottest picks in the game. Looking forward to getting some prop bets from her and some insight to some of these matchups that we have. As we said, some big matchups, two big ones, Bills and Chiefs at 425 and then Sunday night, of, uh, the Sunday night game, Cowboys and the Eagles. 877-337-6666. Reggie's in Newark. What's up, Reggie? Hey, Sal. How you doing? How are you, Reggie? All right, so I was listening to you for the last couple of days, and you mentioned about wanting the Yankees to go through uh, Tampa Bay and the Astros, and I don't want that. Uh, or, no, the only reason why uh, it would make sense, but we didn't get the people we were supposed to get just like the Mets. You know, they didn't sign. You know, they got mo- this Montas guy instead of getting the guy they were supposed to get. So we got injuries. So, I mean, we, we play them, so be it. But if we lose, if we have to lose, let's lose to somebody that we've never lost to before. Yeah, I'm sure. I hate that the Mets lost too. Cause I wanted to hear you sing that over song, and I hope you sing uh, it once the Braves lose. 
Well, once the Braves lose, you might get another chance. I don't but know, Reggie. Point. Don't you think I got to put that to bed? I mean, they, they yeah. made they make, made me make, look like make, a fool, the Mets. Yeah, but the, but, but the, but, but the Braves got to go out. They got to lose. They can't win again this year. But just getting back to what I was saying, um, you know, even um, the Mets losing to San Diego, prefer that over Philly, over the Braves, you know. But, you know, the, the thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, I just had one question. I know you like the, the uh, Atlanta Falcons. You like the Rangers. If you could give a championship to one team that you like, would it be the Mets over everyone else? Uh, it's a great question, Reggie, and thank you for the call, and I appreciate checking in. Um, first, let me answer your question. Here's the thing about the – or let me go back to the beginning. We were talking about not wanting to, from a Yankees perspective, play – I wanted the Yankees to play Tampa in the first round because of what Tampa did to them in 2020 and just being the nemesis and you know in the division all those years. I wanted to wipe the floor with them. Then I wanted the Astros because of what happened in 2017 and 2019 and then go on to the World Series and whoever, the Dodgers, the Mets. That would have been a nice, fun run for the Yanks. Obviously, Tampa got bounced. Who's well, Who knows? We'll see what happens with the Astros. But if you don't think, if you don't think you could beat the Astros, then you know what? You're not good enough. You don't deserve to win a World Series. If I'm the Yankees, I want the Astros. They inflicted pain on you. Why wouldn't you want them and inflict that same pain back? And if you can't beat them, you know what? You're not good enough. Tip your cap and go figure out a way to get better finally. You don't want to try the easy way. I get you want to get to the World Series, and we'll see. Maybe Seattle comes back in this series. Who knows? But in all likelihood, it's got to go through Houston. Yanks knew that from the beginning of the year. About the sports teams, it's different now. I don't think any team that I root for that wins a championship would mean the same as it would have when I was in my prime fandom. You know, 20 or whatever, 18 to 35 even. It just wouldn't mean the same. I'd probably say Mets just to at least shut some people up and not have to hear about the Mets' futility since 1986. Falcons had their shot. You know, I root for the Falcons, but after that 28-3 Super Bowl loss, I really, I got to be honest with you, I don't care as much, especially now where, the you know, they traded Matt Ryan, they're in, you know, rebuild. I'll root for them, but I don't watch them the way that I do. I'm watching the Jets and Giants first and foremost. I don't watch them the way that I used to. So they would be out. The only other one, even the Knicks, and I wanted the Knicks to win more than anything, but I wanted Patrick Ewing and John Starks and Charles Oakley to win. I don't necessarily care about these Knicks if they get a title. Now, would I love to see it? Sure, but it's such an afterthought. It's been an afterthought for 20-plus years. 20-plus years. It has never even been a realistic possibility that the Knicks could contend for a championship, let alone win one. So that's... It doesn't even mean anything anymore. I mean, if you dated somebody that you were absolutely in love with for a five to 10 year period and then didn't talk to them for 20 years and they came back into your life, do you think you'd be in love with them the same way? No way. It's 20 years that have passed. Things change. And that's what it's been for the Knicks. The only thing that would come close to the Mets would be the Rangers. And the reason is because of my nephew. I saw the Rangers win in 1994 as a ninth grader. 
14 years old. Maybe I forget the exact age, but I saw, I lived it. I was aware of it. I was into it. The whole playoff run, I remember it. Sweeping the Islanders, 4-1 to one over the Capitals. Devils in seven. Obviously, the Canucks, same thing. I remember it well. Watched that team throughout the course of the year. That was really the only real championship I've seen as a fan. Because in 86, I was seven years old. It can, You know, I, I saw it, but I barely remember it. I remember certain things about it. I remember more so from watching... 86 a year to remember on VHS many, many, many times over the years. More so than living through a lot of the memories the way that I have in 94. So it would probably be Mets, but for my nephew who loves, loves, loves the Rangers, and we've been bonding over that and going to a ton of games, I'd love to be able to sit there and watch the Rangers win a Stanley Cup with my nephew going nuts. My sports fandom sucks. Nothing but heartbreak. The 90s Knicks broke my heart. The idiot Falcons blow a 28-3 Super Bowl lead. And the Mets have had some opportunities, but twice making the World Series in my life since 86. And both times, disappointment. And obviously the other years, you know what that's about. Bob is calling from Bayside. What's up, Bob? Yes, Al, before I get to my Mets pitching point, uh, if I were a Mets fan, which you obviously know I'm not, I would definitely root against the Braves. First of all, let me tell you something about the Braves. The way they treated you, the radio guys, that's number one. Number two, remember 12, 15 years ago, this southern hick, John Rocker, came in? (laughs) And I'm a chauvinistic New Yorker like you. uh, You hate, you hate the Braves because they're from the South. We went over this. Yeah, except for one thing. Remember John Rocker? Yeah, he, rode, he rode the seven train in from Manhattan into Shea Stadium, and he was he was putting down all, all all the all the immigrants. He called them the dregs of the earth. Uh, the you Chinese. don't have to repeat it. I remember. You don't don't get yourself in trouble. Well, here I'm with a chauvinistic New Yorker, so I don't like that. And let me say one well, thing. Wait, hold on. Let me tell you. Did you ever hear my story about me fighting with John Rocker? No, I didn't. Yeah, I got into a fight with him. I, I a, went a fist fight or a, or a verbal fight. Oh no, verbal. I, I you know I'm, I can't. I wasn't going to fist fight him. So I was at, and I'll let you. I'll get plenty of time here. Let me just tell the story. I went. I got to, one more thing. Okay. Yeah, no problem. I'll get to it. I went to Mets Braves. I've told the story before, but I'll tell it again. Went to Mets Braves. I want to say it was 1999 regular season, and it might have been 2000 actually. It might it might have been 2000 because it was after already. Rocker was he was dominant for a short period when he first came up, and I hated his guts. And it was before he made that thing about the subway and all that. But I remember going to Shea Stadium and yelling at John Rocker. I'm in the left field stands behind the foul pole at Shea where there was some standing room out there. And I'm yelling at him, and he's kind of by the Braves' bullpen, but he's in left field. They're warming up or whatever. And I'm <laughs> yelling at him. You suck, whatever whatever it was that I was saying. I don't even know if I said that, but I was I was chewing him out for something. And he turns around and he throws the baseball at me. Now the problem is that there was a there was a netting in left field. So the ball hit the net and he kept doing it. And as he was doing it, he was saying, Oh, oh you little fat, whatever. He was I was heavier back then. He was, oh, you little fat. And he, I forget exactly what happened or how it started. But I got his attention. I yelled at him, verbally let him know that he sucked and I didn't appreciate his antics and that the uh, Piazza was going to take him deep. 
and he started calling me a little fat uh, fat boy or whatever it was that he was saying, why don't you go home to your mom? And then after that, all, all that stuff started where everybody came to realize John Rocker was, in fact, a complete jerk. And a matter of fact, to put a bow on it, I had Chipper Jones on, Jerry and I, uh, Jerry Reckle when I filled in for Boomer and Geo. We had Chipper Jones on, and I asked him if he still stays in touch with Rocker. Chipper goes, I lost that dude's number a long time ago. <laughs> that's, that's a great story, Sal. Let me say one thing as a Yankee fan. You know, you talk about rivalry with the Red Sox and you and Philly. One thing I do respect, though, Philly and Boston are great sports towns, and I respect that. Agreed, 100%. They're great fans. I go down to AC a lot, and I meet these guys from South Philly. They are great sports fans. Well, they're passionate. That's yeah. why I, didn't, I may not like, or we in New York may not like Philadelphia sports, but we're the same as them. I mean, we're, we're passionate, same as Boston. We all hate each other because we are each other. Boston that, is a great town. It's a great sports town. I always thought, now I never want to leave New York, but if I could ever go do sports talk somewhere else, if not in New York, it would. I'd want to be, and now I know they're not going to embrace a New Yorker, I get that, mm. but... I'd want to go where there's a passionate fan base. I don't want to go to Atlanta right, where people don't right. really kill about it. I want to go to Ten, Boston or Philadelphia. Ten seconds before I leave. The reason I think the Mets are in a lot of trouble is that I, I, I think from all the reports, DeGrom wants to be elsewhere. And Scherzer's going to be 39 years old. And there's not a chance in the universe you're getting uh, uh, judged from the Yankees. Those are the three facts I want to give you. Yeah, well, not, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked, Bob. Those are a couple of facts, and thank you for the call, as always. I wouldn't be shocked if Judge stays put with the Yankees. You mentioned factually Max Scherzer is getting older. He did have a good regular season when healthy outside of the Atlanta start, of course, but I don't know how you can rely on him to be a dominant ace. And with DeGrom, it sounds like he doesn't want to be here. We'll see. Sean is calling from San Diego. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's up, Sal? How are you? How are you, Sean? I'm doing good, man. Let me turn up my uh, thing here. Uh, so, uh, obviously, this is the autopsy report for the for the 2022 Mets, right? Right, right. So, <laughs> ultimately. So, I mean, I've been thinking about it. I've been listening to all you guys for a while, and I've been actually kind of, like, mowing it over for a while, and I, I didn't want to call in until I really had some, like, thoughts put together because, you know, emotion is a lot and, you know, whatever. But, I mean, obviously, when we got swept by the Braves, I knew the season was over. And, uh, you know, I just felt personally that, you know, this team was, it was, was deflated at that point. And when the Padres came in who beat us four out of six games, and, you know, I went to all three games out here, and I saw how they played against us. I was like, oh, no, this is the last team I want to see. Right. And, you know, of course, you know, we, we blow it with the Braves. And, you know, now we got to we got to play against the big, bad Padres. And then when as I'm watching it, I realize that, um, you know, the the entire way that the Mets organization for as long as I've lived is always about pitching, pitching, pitching. Mm -hmm. But it's really about and I agree with you. And I've been saying this since, like, I remember 2006. That was one of my favorite teams of all time. We need to rake because I'm watching the teams that are still in it right now. And they're hitting home runs. They have a stacked lineup. And, yeah, you give up a couple home runs. And uh, on Fox, they did an interview with Dusty Baker. And he says, it's ultimately going to come down to who hits more home runs today. And it's like that's the way that, that 
playoff baseball is played. It's crazy how it's changed. It used to be about pitching, but it feels like the better offense now is winning out, and you saw that firsthand with the Mets. Absolutely. I mean, we were a bunch of punching Judys all year. And, you know, it's unsustainable, especially in the playoff uh, situation where you get tight, you know, and, you know, it's, it's you're, you're playing against teams that know your weaknesses. You've been playing all year. I mean, you think that the analytics and everything isn't already up to snuff? I mean, it's like it's stringing along singles isn't going to work. It, it might work in April, May, and June, but it's not going to work in October. You know, the it's other thing, though, one thing, though, Sean, and thank you for the call. I appreciate checking in. And you bring up some good points. And you're right, this is like the autopsy report, figuring out what the hell went wrong. How did this team die? Time of death? Sunday night, 1030. Uh, Actually, it was before that. It was probably the week before in Atlanta. But one thing is, let's just say the Mets had one better power bat. Not Aaron Judd. But let's say they had Josh Bell. And Josh Bell was the difference in a game against the Cubs or a game against the A's or a game against the Marlins. And the Mets were able to win the division. Everything changes. We, and and when I say we, I mean myself too here. We are overreacting to a certain extent on what happened with the Mets' exit. Based off of six games, two series. Three in Atlanta, three at home against the Padres. If... The Mets won the division, which they didn't, but if they did, they then would have been in a five-game series against a team not as good as the Padres, but they would have been in a five-game series regardless, and that is a better better way to assess a team as opposed to one- three-game series against a very good Padres team that's not really a... I mean, I shouldn't say they're not really a wild-card team, but they're better than that. The Padres are better than both the Cardinals and the Phillies. So it all went wrong just because the Mets didn't win the division. Not only did they lose the division, which was embarrassing, but then they had to play the Padres in a wild-card round which are a dangerous team. They could make a lot of teams look bad. They could still take out the Dodgers here. So maybe that series should not be the be-all, end-all when you're judging the Mets on into the offseason. And had it been a five-game series, maybe things would be different. And you could at least say, okay, well, over the course of five games or a five-game series, the Mets, you know, maybe they get swept. And then you say, okay, well, yeah, they are bad. But maybe they go five. And maybe you get to evaluate. The, you know, the Mets didn't really even play any games. They got smoked right out of the gate in the first one. And they got smoked right out of the gate in the, in the third one. Over the course of a five-game series, it's a little different. So it was just so abrupt for two reasons. The sweep by Atlanta, the division that was there all year long that they held, poof, gone. And then a three-game series, which is a... To a certain extent, a crapshoot. Now, they didn't get the job done. I'm not making excuses, but you shouldn't be just evaluating the team on the results of a three-game wild card series against a very good team that oh, a 101-win team should not be playing in the first round of the three-game series. They got unlucky. 
Now, they made their own luck by blowing the division, but still. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, let's get back to the calls. we got Taylor Mathis, hottest picks in the game coming up at 3. Taco Frank calling from Hamilton, New Jersey. What's up, Taco Frank? My man, Sal, what's going on tonight? How are you, Taco? Uh, all's well, man. Dying for some Yankee baseball here, man. I'm tired of these days off and uh, a little worried about Nestor, but uh, we're going to get the W tomorrow. We're going to end it on uh, end it on Saturday, and uh, I want that little cheating midget Altuve, buddy. I'm tired of this uh, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't want any Mariners. Let the Mariners get swept and let the uh, let the Astros, uh, you know, rest up a while. And, I, you know, you want the best, man. I, I want them and I want the Dodgers. See, that's the attitude, Taco Frank. You're right. I want, you know, aside from maybe calling uh, Altuve what you called I'm him. Sorry. I'm not sure you could say that anymore, but you said it, not me. Uh, but you want the Astros. That's what you want. If you're a Yankee fan, you're, aren't you sick of them beating you? Don't you want some payback? Uh, absolutely, man. It's no different than, you know, I'm sure you wanted the Braves and uh yeah, well, no. unfortunately, the team that I root for sucks. At least you have a chance. Here, I got a couple things for you, buddy, but here's something else that I want. I don't want negative Sal every night. I, I need you to be there for us. I want soothing Sal, and I want I want you to do me a favor, buddy. I want to hear a let's go Yankees from you real quick. And don't go, well, yeah, I got Well, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't want negativity? With what? When am I being negative? Well, if we lose a game, you know, we're not going to go through this 11-0 uh, and 0 here. But oh, the I Yankees want, you're talking happy- about? I want, yeah, the Yankees. I want happy, soothing Sal, and I want to hear you go. I want you on board with us, buddy. I am I'm on, not on board the way Keith is, not not overboard, right. but I want you on board rooting for us, I buddy. am on board. I, I don't know if you know this. I bet, I bet 500 bucks on the Yankees before the postseason to win the American League. So if I win, that's it's like 2-1. to one. And then I bet the Yankees to win this series. So I am on board with the Yanks. Now, if they lose, I'm going to get on them the way that I would the Mets. Not one game, if of they course. lose the series. But I am, I am, you know, I'm riding with the Yanks here. Uh, before I get to the next subject, that you didn't say it still. Let's go, I want to hear Let's Go Yankees. <laughs> I'm not giving you a Let's Go Yankees. Are you out of your mind? All right, man. Next thing for you real quick. All right, for argument's sake, you take Judge from us, which is going to piss me off. You, you sign Turner. You re-sign DeGrom. Let me ask you a question, man. Is there a point after all these years of crying payroll and I can be honest with you, 2009 is not, to me, what it, what 2000 and those other years were. Sure. We did go overboard. Is there a point, if you guys go to $410 million, you know, and you're, you're, you know, and then the second is 310 let's say, because you're going to have inflation a little bit, is there a point where it, it, is, it feels tainted to you a little bit as a Mets fan or no? Great question. I think I'd have to see it play out. And thanks for the call, Taco Frank. We appreciate it. And good luck to your Yankees. I think I'd have to see it play out. I'm never – I don't believe in just going out there and buying championships or trying to buy championships. But it's also a little different story. The Mets haven't won since 1986. Do whatever the hell you can to make it happen. 400, 500, who cares? Get it done. But it depends if I felt that it was overboard. I thought it was egregious spending, I'd be like, eh, that's kind of cheap. But I don't think that the Mets could ever do enough that would make me feel cheap, at least not now. Maybe in years to come, but not right now. John is calling from Marlboro, New Jersey. What's up, John? Hey, how you doing, Sal? Listen, uh, first, I have to comment on a caller. Um, He was talking about Philly fans being passionate. 
Um, unfortunately, I've been to many Eagles Giants games and many Phillies Mets games, and you know they like to say a lot of things to children and women that I don't care for. But that, that's not what my call is about. Well, that's I you mean, know? look, anybody who does that, there are you have to understand there are Mets fans, there are Yankee fans, Giants fans. Eagles fans, whatever, that are disrespectful idiots that don't belong out in society saying things to other people. So that it's not a specific fan base. Now, I know Philly's got that reputation. I'm not saying they can't be nasty, but what we're saying is the majority of Philadelphia, you would assume, are you know not bad people and are passionate sports fans like in Boston and like here in New York. Sure. Listen, uh, I've been to Mets. Again, I don't. I don't want this to be the basis of my call. I've been to Mets Yankees games and and had a great time bantering back and forth. Well, I've with, been to some you know, that haven't. I've been to some and I saw Yankee fans getting oh. on people. So I mean, I, I when I was younger and I would go to these games, Yankee fans yelling at people to eat a salad or or disparaging females because of their looks or whatever it may be. So I've seen it. I mean, I, I've seen it firsthand. Yankee fans doing that. So it's not just Phillies fans. I've seen Listen, Giants you know, fans. Like, I, I I've gotten I've gotten harassed by Giants fans myself for wearing a Falcon. This is going back to like 1998, but wearing a Falcons jersey in Giants Stadium. I've gotten peanuts thrown at me and and all things like that. So let's stop not make showing, like, stop showing your age. Stop. Yeah. Showing yeah well, your I don't age. care. I'm just giving you a reference point. I, I, yeah. I, no, I listen. I mean, I I just. You know they make it a point to do it. I I feel like I I have situations, but that's not my, what my call is. About. My mm-hmm. call is about the Mets. Listen, what I want Mets fans stop jumping off the bridge. Okay, we have a great owner. Give him time. He asked for three to five years. That's all he asked for. Okay, if you notice, if you read back, you know, and I know you do. I know you're a Mets fan, so you know, give him this time. You know, he's figuring it out. I don't love Appler. Don't love him, but I like our manager. We have a real baseball man in there. Every, am, am I disappointed more than any Mets fan you've ever met about the way the season ended? Oh my God! Listen, what we did to, with, with the Braves—it was. I told everybody it's over. We're not going anywhere. The problem, I, 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 but, the, the problem, John, is that you have to now wait for them to get back to this point next year and then beyond. That's the only way that you could possibly trust them. I get what you're saying, and I do think that there's truth to what you're saying. Give Cohen some time, and they'll still build a winner. However, it's going to be hard to trust them after the way that it fell apart. And you know what? That's a great point. But can I tell you something? How long have you ever been optimistic? When you had the coupons, okay, I mean, what you weren't, you, you just knew what you were going to get. Well, you were going to get the third free agent at your position. Go back. It. If you go back to, and thank you for the call, John. If you go back to 2006, there was this sentiment that the Mets are going to take over the town. The Yankees dynasty had come to an end. They were, you know, still a playoff team, but not great the way that they were in the 90s and 2000, or even the early 2000s. And it was Reyes and Wright, and the Mets just built a powerhouse team. There was talk that all the pendulum is swinging, the Mets are going to take over the town again. That was 2006. Well, how'd that work out? The collapse of all collapses in 2007, falling short again in 2008, 2009, getting, you know, making bad investments and paying for it. And they didn't recover until 2015 when that team overachieved and made a World Series. And now they're just starting to get back into the conversation as being one of the, you know, 
powerhouse, at least spending teams in Major League Baseball. But before you start to think, hey, you know, the Mets are going to be a major player, they actually have to prove it this time. I think there's reason for hope, but they actually have to go out there and prove it. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.